Welcome to the Aaron Church Podcast, where our mission is bringing life to everyone, everywhere, every day. Each podcast episode features the latest talk from our church, which are released weekly. We're passionate about Jesus, love to worship together, and are committed to changing our community for the better. Connect with us at aaronchurch.com. Morning Church, so great to be able to connect with you. We are studying together the exciting book of Acts, which was written by Luke. It follows on from his account of Jesus and it goes on to tell the story of the church advancing into the world with the movement and the mission of Jesus. First off, I am so glad that it is called the book of Acts and not the book of thoughts because the church took action. And so often Christians, we're known for what we think about stuff, but we need to be known for the people that make a difference and that step out and do something and bring change to this world. So I'm going to jump right in into chapter two. Very exciting moment in the story. And I'm just going to read the beginning of it. But I would encourage you in your spare time later to read the rest of this incredible chapter. It starts off saying this on in verse one of the second chapter of Acts. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, you may remember last week, Becca talked about Jesus giving his mission to the disciples before he left and returned to heaven. He spent 40 days with them, talking to them about the kingdom of heaven, telling them about what this new movement was going to look like. And then he says to them, now you go and wait because the promise of my spirit is coming and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, that was the mission. I don't know about you, but I don't I don't like waiting. The other day I had to take Seth to an appointment over in Brighton to have his eye checked and the traffic was horrendous. It took an hour to get into Brighton and then we arrived and he had to have all kinds of different tests done on his eye. They had to put some drops in and then wait for his eye to dilate because Seth has very deep brown eyes. It takes a long, long time for the pupil to dilate. And then finally, when that was dilated, they had to take pictures pictures and then we had to review the pictures and then we had to make our way back from Brighton in real intense traffic on what was one of the hottest days of the year. Now it doesn't take long in that kind of situation to turn me into an agnostic. I very quickly was wondering where are you God? What have I done to deserve this punishment? But then, you know, we made it back home and things were good and my wife had made some incredible Mexican food. And then very soon I was back in that place of worshipping God and, uh, and, and very happy with the world. That's not the kind of waiting that this is talking about. That kind of waiting is full of uh, difficulty and it's slow and it's hard and we don't like that kind of waiting, especially in our instantaneous generation where at the touch of a button we have things that in the past would have taken a long process to have. The kind of waiting that the Bible talks about is very different. 
It's the kind of, if you can imagine, that sense that you feel on Christmas Eve when you know that something incredible is happening and you don't want to go to sleep because it's nearly Christmas. It is that joyful anticipation of something that is good. And that's what was going on. For 10 days, the disciples, it says 120 of them, are there and they're waiting and they're praying and they're talking to each other and they're wondering, what is it going to look like? What is going to happen? And then suddenly, into the midst of that, the presence of God, the spirit of almighty God comes rushing in and appears as fire that then separates and envelops each one of those disciples. That, that wasn't the beginning of the story of the Holy Spirit in Scripture. In fact, we only have to turn to page one of the book of Genesis to see that the Holy Spirit is at work right from the very beginning. It says that the earth was without form and void and God spoke and the Spirit of God rode in on God's word and caused life to come into that place of chaos. Now, the Hebrew word for spirit is the word ruach. Say it with me, ruach. And uh, it, it means breath. It means wind. But in essence, it is about energy. Now, wherever you are right now, just humor me. Take a deep breath. Take a breath as deep as you can. Fill your lungs. And what do you feel? You, you, you feel, of course, you feel your, your lungs inflate, but you feel energy, right? You feel that energy that comes rushing into your body. Now, for the, for the ancient world, the Hebrew mindset, they saw the wind and they, although the wind was invisible, they saw the activity of the wind. They saw the wind moving the trees and blowing the dust up in the desert. They saw the wind make a difference. And so this idea of the spirit of God, the very presence of God animating the invisible coming and, 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 and making what was impossible possible, that's how they saw the spirit of God moving. And so in this moment, they received the power to fulfill the mission that Becca was talking to us about last week. The, the what of what Becca was talking about last week is now being fulfilled in the how of the Spirit of God being poured out upon them. And it was going to change absolutely everything. Now, I've been in so many meetings, so many situations all around the world from uh, being in situations where I'm in a tribe and there might be somebody just banging a drum to being in a stadium full of the best musicians in the world and lights and smoke machines and all kinds of different things going on. I have experienced times where it's been incredibly professional and where it's been incredibly basic. But what I can tell you is that in, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, what makes the difference is when the spirit of God comes in, when the Spirit of God moves into our attempts, into what we have to offer, everything changes. Suddenly the impossible becomes possible. Suddenly you see people healed and we see people get out of wheelchairs and we see blind eyes open and we see broken lives set right and we see things change. Injustice is put right when the Spirit of God comes. And I don't know about you, but I am tired and fed up of trying to do things in my own strength. When I try and do things in my own strength, it always fails. Christianity is boring and impossible without the presence of the Holy Spirit filling all that we are. When the Spirit of God comes, it turns failures into fire starters. You'll notice if you read the story later on that Peter, the one who just two months before had denied Jesus because he was afraid of a servant girl, suddenly stands up and declares truth to power and speaks out into a crowd in such power and clarity that 3,000 people respond to his message in that moment. 
You might today be feeling like a bit of a failure. You might know that either by your external actions or your internal attitudes that you have failed Jesus. I put my hand up and say, I am counted with that. But could it be that it was actually Peter's failure that set him up to be qualified for this moment? Could it be that although Peter's attitude had failed, his faith never failed and he was more in love with Jesus and running after Jesus more than ever in this moment? And now with the spirit of God filling him, that man who was weak and coward and unsteady becomes a rock and becomes somebody that God would use to turn the world upside down. I want to speak to you today. There are still things that God has for you to do. There are still places that God has for you to go. There's still so much that he has for you. And finally, what we notice in this chapter is that it talks about the numbers. I've already mentioned the 3,000. 120 become 3,000. Can you imagine if the 300 or so of us in Aaron Church suddenly turned to 9,000 people responding to the word of God? Now, you might say to me, well, Joe, it's not all about the numbers. It's not all about that. But then the end of the chapter carries on with the fact that God added to their number daily. Numbers are important. Why? Because every single one of those numbers represented a life restored, a marriage transformed, children who would grow up and become history makers, teenagers who wouldn't lose their lives to drugs and to alcohol and to depression and to suicide. Every number matters because every one represents a person that Jesus died to save. I do not want to be a church that just stagnates and stays in the same place. I want to be a church that impacts every every sphere of society where we are. And to do that, we need the Spirit of God to be filling us. We need to be contagious with the fire of God so that everything we touch is transformed. So as we go out into this week and as we carry on studying this book of Acts, of action, may we know the filling of the Holy Spirit. May we breathe in the Ruach of God May it energize us and transform us so that in turn we can go out and transform the world. God bless you.